All right, hello, and welcome to the 12th episode of Diet Debates. Today, it is just me, one half of your host, Nathan Chun, and we make our very long-awaited return after over a month. And the topic that I mainly want to discuss today is the overreactions of the NFL. So NFL, I believe at the time of this recording, which is November 15th, has just wrapped up week 10. So uh, we're already a good you know, more than a half into the season. And uh, there's been a lot of overreactions. There's been a lot of big surprises and big stories of this year. And mostly I want to focus on the week 10 big stories. So first I want to focus on uh, the move of Odell Beckham Jr. going to the Rams and how this instantly made them contenders. And I see that with the back-to-back primetime game losses with the Rams uh, these past two weeks, uh, especially with the addition of Vaughn Miller uh, around a month ago and OBJ making his debut uh, in week 10. Uh, a lot of people are actually saying that uh, the Rams, you know, in a sense, they may be overrated, you know, uh, they may not be going to the Super Bowl, but uh, I think it's also, you know, very important to remember that players have, you know, off weeks sometimes for this case, Matthew Stafford, you know, these past two weeks uh, compared to his, productivity for the first half of the season was, you know, not, not even close. And you know, the 49ers defense, they did their job, you know, even with a banged up secondary, uh, losing, I mean, missing a lot of their main, um, uh, main cornerbacks and safeties, they were still able to uh, hold it down on the defensive aspect, you know, Cooper, you know, uh, Cooper cup, you know, he still had one of his uh, great game, many great games of the season, but Debo Samuel, George Kittle, you know, those guys all stepped up for the offense and it made you know guys like Jimmy Garoppolo you know have their job easier and oh the running game was also solid on uh, the Niners part so it's very clear that the Rams in my opinion I think that with this new team they're still trying to figure out some chemistry they're still trying to learn how to mesh well with this new team and in my opinion I still have no doubts that the Rams at the very least are going to the divisional round in my opinion, if they're able to get a buy, then, but if they're not able to get a buy, and you know, maybe maybe they go to the wild card, perhaps from you know, the Bucks getting the first seed, uh, I feel like the Rams are still definitely a team that is capable of at least winning up to the divisional round and possibly even to the conference championship. And I really think that because I mean the defense, you know, speaks for itself. Jalen Ramsey, in my opinion, the best corner in the league, you know, followed by other. Uh, great secondary and then you have game changers like Aaron Donald and then uh, Von Miller you know uh, despite his age you know his productivity is still above average he's he's just a great Hall of Fame linebacker so I believe that with the addition of this solid defense and then Matthew Stafford you know showing that he's capable of being not only a pro bowl but almost a quarterback that can lead a team you know for majority of the season so far um, Sean McVay's brilliant coaching. You got guys like Cooper Cup, you know, who's in route to possibly the greatest uh, season a wide receiver could have in history. Even uh, if you disregard the one extra game uh, in this 2021 season, and you know, guys like OBJ, uh, Van Jefferson. Obviously, the loss of uh, Robert Woods is going to hurt the Rams to a certain degree, but I believe that this offense and defense and this coaching of the LA Rams is going to mesh really well together. And in my opinion, I think that the LA Rams are still on a very good track.
Uh, so with that, I want to move on to the second overreaction of the Carolina Panthers. And sure, I addressed this a few episodes back, but I'm a diehard Panthers fan. You know, I really care about the Panthers. But um, I would like to think that the overreaction of you know, Cam Newton being the savior of the Panthers, uh, in my opinion, I do think that's a sort of of uh, overreaction. You know, the fact that he's going to come and save them and lead them to a long playoff from Honestly, I think that's pretty unrealistic. But at the same time, I feel like this addition of Cam Newton will help the team significantly. And I think that still the Carolina Panthers um, uh, could be on the right track in order to possibly make the playoffs as one of the lower seed wildcards. And the reason why I think that is because, you know, first Sam Darnold, the guy that Matt Rule, you know, he, he loves so much, you know, he puts so much, uh, you know, he gambled on him. He passed up on chances to draft guys like uh, uh, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and instead uh, chose uh, it was he was a defensive back. I I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but he was a talented defensive back who had a foot injury in Week Three against the Texans, and he's been out for the season. But um, you know, even with Sam Darnold out, you know, obviously Darnold's productivity for the last few weeks has shown you know, some of his past Jets days and a lot of people have already solidified, solidified him as just a bust. So, you know, Sam Darnold, it can be disregarded, but, you know, Philip Walker or PJ Walker, you know, uh, for a rookie who had very minimal experience, he also did a great job uh, in this game, uh, taking over the primary, uh, primary um, plays as the quarterback. But I feel like Cam Newton, he just brings a whole dynamic. He brings like a whole culture to Carolina. You know, he's a guy that's been there for a long time. When you think of the Carolina Panthers, you know, there's probably three big figures, you know, Steve Smith, Luke Keekley, but the biggest is obviously going to be Cam Newton. You know, he's, he's their franchise quarterback. He was drafted number one. He won MVP with them. He made multiple Pro Bowls with them. He led them to, you know, like I believe it was their second Super Bowl and you know, their 15 and one record, best in franchise history. So Cam Newton is just an absolute icon for, you know, the Carolinas. So I think that, especially with Christian McCaffrey now being healthy, you know, he did suffer a hamstring injury back in week three, but him being fully healthy, his productivity in my opinion has not decreased slightly any bit from, you know, um, his, his uh, extremely productive 1,000, 1,000-yard 1, season from 2019. Uh, in my opinion, I feel that Christian McCaffrey is certainly top three when he's healthy. And I feel like I could even make a case that he's number one uh, over guys like Derrick Henry. But um, going back, uh, I feel like with Cam Newton, you know, on his minimal playing time where I can read out his stats, he was three or four from passing. He had eight passing yards, one touchdown. He had three carries for 14 yards and he had a one rushing touchdown. So in his minimal playing time, he was able to get two touchdowns, but you know, as a reminder, those are all red zones. Uh, so he was able to capitalize on quote unquote easy opportunities. But Cam Newton, you know, per Matt Rule, he's getting you know the most possible reps in practice this week and will likely be the starter for week 11 uh, against the Washington football team. So I think that especially the Washington football team, even with them coming off a huge win uh, against the Buccaneers, a huge upset. You know, with the loss of guys like Chase Young, even though Chase Young hasn't been as productive as his rookie year, uh, I feel that the 
Panthers should easily be able to win against the Washington football team if things are able to mesh together. You know, guys like DJ Moore, even though his productivity has decreased to a certain degree, he's still a game changer. You know, Robbie Anderson, who had just 27 yards or receiving yards over the last few weeks, he was able to just get 37 yards, which isn't that good. You know, it's mediocre at best and a a receiving touchdown for four receptions. But it just shows that, you know, guys are trying to find their rhythm again. And with Cam Newton, I feel like that's being a great veteran leader that uh, the team is likely to follow. And, you know, the Panthers' defense speaks for itself. You know, guys like... You know, guys like Shaq Thompson, Jeremy Chin, you know, Hassan Reddick, you know, the list goes on. The Panthers defense has been absolutely solid this year. And the O-line, in my opinion, has been solid. You know, I wouldn't say that they're top class, but, you know, with this mix of this great defense, tolerable O-line, you know, Cam Newton is bringing a whole new culture to Carolina. Christian McCaffrey, you know, his productivity is still being at an all-time high. And the receivers are slowly getting back into rhythm with the new quarterback. I think that the Carolina Panthers, especially looking at their schedule, you know, the Washington football team, there's the Dolphins, the Falcons, the Bills, Buccaneers, uh, those three games, and then Buccaneers because they play them twice. Those three games are likely to be very tough. And the Saints game, so the way I look at it, that's four games that should be, in my opinion, pretty winnable and then three games that are likely going to be a challenge but at the same time uh they were able to pull off many upsets this season and with this you know new addition to their roster i think that the panthers could easily make a playoff run uh for at least a lower wildcard spot and with that i'd like to go to my last topic of mac jones and about the overreaction of how mac jones should be the offensive rookie of the year and the reason I think that Mac Jones or instead of Mac Jones, Jamar Chase should be uh, offensive rookie of the year is not only because he was an absolute steal for me in fantasy, but because Mac Jones, you know, don't get me wrong. I feel like he's the best quarterback out of this draft class from what we've seen so far. He's the best quarterback out of this draft class. No question for me, but at the same time, I feel like early on in the season, uh, while his numbers, you know, it doesn't show a significant drop, you know, doesn't show games where he had, you know, like zero passing touchdowns, like less than 100 yards and had four interceptions, you know, like those games that, you know, rookies just, you know, struggle to get anything going. But at the same time, I feel like for the earlier part of the season, Mac Jones wasn't able to get off to a very good rhythm while Jamar Chase, you know, he was breaking, you know, uh, Bengals records, rookie records. So, you know, Jamar Chase, you know, coming off a of bye week, I feel like that's why a lot of people forgot about how good the Bengals have been unexpectedly this season. And I think that Jamar Chase's productivity will continue and likely increase. So I'd like to address that overreaction by saying that, in my opinion, Jamar Chase should be the definitive offensive rookie of the year. And with that, uh, there was also the Chiefs. You know, Patrick Mahomes having over 400 passing yards, having five passing touchdowns, having his, you know, last year or his MVP year look again. Um, you know, definitely Patrick Mahomes against this Raiders defense and these division rivals that, are, that have been proven to be great competitors. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a really great turning point for the Chiefs, especially this adding on to their win streak. So I think that if they find a way to actually get their run game going, because 
know, defense have figured out with, you know, two safeties playing back, you know, it much effect, it effectively addresses, you know, the deep ball threat of Tyreek Hill and the game-changing ability of Travis Kelsey. And obviously those two players had a field day against the Raiders defense uh, in week 10, but I think that, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, you know, continuing to, I guess, stop playing hero ball, stop going for those top 10 plays, but rather make the right play, try to get that first down, and then, you know, the Chiefs hopefully finding another compatible second wide receiver option for Mahomes and, you know, just try to get their run game going because teams are often basically inviting the Chiefs to play the run game, yet they're very stubborn. You know, they keep one and relying on that pass-heavy offense and, like, those trick plays because that's what's worked for them so well for these past three years. But, you know, defense stuff obviously adapted, so I think that with this win, Chiefs are on a great uh, momentum and with the proper adjustments that they make, I think that the Chiefs are still definitely um, one of the favorites to come out of the AFC, even past teams like Titans, because obviously Titans, even if they were able to you know, get some surprise wins uh, with the loss of Derrick Henry, uh, I think especially with Julio Jones being out, them losing Corey Davis who was a very good second wide receiver for them last year. And then A.G. Brown also suffering from injuries and missing a few games this season. I don't see the Titans, in my opinion, going very far this season. And with that, with those four overreactions of Week 10 addressed, that will conclude uh, this week's short episode. Hopefully, we'll be able to come back as the full cast in a matter of just a few days or maybe a few weeks. Who knows? But with that, We'd also like to announce that we've hit 50, over 50 total uh, listeners for our podcast. So that's something that we would like to sincerely thank our viewers. Uh, For those who tune in, you know, every time an episode comes out, despite its irregular and very inconsistent uploading schedule, we really do appreciate every single uh, list, every single one who listens to these podcasts. So once again, uh, if you would like to reach out to us, our Instagram is in our bio on the website or in any of the descriptions of our podcast from whatever platform you may be watching from. So with that, uh, that really does conclude our 12th episode. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time.